I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. In today's episode, our guest is Cherise of So Hooked on Treasures. She is a pattern designer. She's an instructor. She has tons of amazing tips and tricks and patterns. And like me, she dabbled in crochet before she got into quilting and, um, Charisse designs her patterns for the quilters out there who love to sew and create, but maybe don't have a ton of time to spend on one quilt. So her, her patterns are really friendly to get a speedy finish, but have a really beautiful piece for your home or for gifting. So go check out her patterns and otherwise let's get into it. Thank you for joining me, Charisse. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is so great. I've followed you for a little while and just seen all your fun projects and I just have loved everything I've seen. And I finally got brave enough to ask you to be on the show and here you are. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So let's, um, yeah, start at the beginning. How did you get into sewing and quilting and you know, what came first and all of that? Okay. Well, I mean, if I was going to fast forward all the way back to my first quilt. I was actually in high school. So I'm going to date myself here a bit pre YouTube, you know, and all that. So I had a library book, (laughs) which, you know, hardly hear that anymore these days, but I, um, tried to, I was like, I want to make my own quilt. And I just was going to jump in, not just put my toe in. No, I, eventually realized I was jumping in head first um, into foundation paper piecing, which I didn't know what that meant. It just looked <laughs> really cool. Yeah. I actually still have it, but I didn't know about seam allowance or pressing or any of that stuff. So it's, it's bad. Like I have salvage in the project. <laughs> that wow. How bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> I eventually gave up on it. And um, so fast forward till 2000, uh, what was that? Nine, 10, 10. I had recently moved to like the middle of nowhere, Missouri, and I really didn't know anybody. And I found this group. Um, my ex-husband is in the military at the time. Mm-hmm. And so there's this group on base that taught like crochet. We did cooking classes, all kinds of like artsy farsy stuff. Yeah. But, you know, there was adults, it wasn't like for kids and just, it was like during the day when everybody's kids were at school or daycare or whatever. So it was just like, yay, I get to meet people, make friends and learn at the same time. And it was the quilting and then crocheting that really stuck and just kind of took over (laughs) as like hobbies. I like to this day, I just can't sit and watch TV. Like my hands have to be doing something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so anyways, I just was a hobby quilter for many years and I, about 2018, 19, I kind of started realizing that I was taking either others designs and modifying it to meet my needs or there was size or whatever, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, I was in Germany actually at the time. So in our travels, like came across some really cool architecture. I was like, I can make a quilt out of that. That would be really cool. Yeah. So it just kind of snowballed from there. And I knew that I did not want to go into any sort of um, crafting related industry, like as a creator, as a, you know, making quilts for for sale or making crochet projects for sale. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I 
what wanted to eventually is like, I could find, there has to be something else. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm buying patterns. So obviously this is an option. And I just kind of went from there. And so on the cusp of, I know I'm going to get divorced. Like I know it's coming. So I'm going to try this and give it a go now before I'm a single parent with two kids and have to let it go because I need to support three people, you know? Right. Yeah. And I did. And I came across eventually the Quilters Candy pattern writing class, which was helpful. I had already started writing, but then, you know, like there was, I didn't know what I didn't know. And right. like, there has to be more to this to help me to better market and to get this, these patterns out into the world. And so I, it was great, which was helpful for learning the industry even closer, getting to know more people. That was goodness. That was worth the price of admission by itself. Just the people yeah. that I got to meet who were along the same journey because nobody in my family got it. Like they're, my parents were like, are you going to have to move back in with us? Like, is this a thing? <laughs> I was like, oh, I love you guys, but no, no, if I can help it, that's not happening. No. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, um, um, interesting. Cause you know, my parents, my mom had a friend, has a friend who's a quilter. So she kind of explained it to her and mm -hmm. you know, she, she started to get it. And as I have gone along this journey, you know, they're like, oh, okay. Great. A, you haven't moved back in. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and B, you know, you are on your way. And okay, very cool. So yeah, it's definitely a complete 180. Yeah. <laughs> How they've kind of come around to that. Yeah, that's it's hard to like, especially with like, I think sometimes people get stuck in the like, you go to college, you get a good job, you do this, you support yourself. And so then when you take an entrepreneurial route into things, some people are like, are you nuts? And I'm like, I mean, kind of, but you know, it's like, you maybe don't want me to move in with you, mom and dad, but what if I have to, you know, it's like if forced, they would take me in, but right. But at the same time, it's like, just believe in me, like, and trust that you raised a person who knows what to do. You know, it's like, right. And it's funny because they are both like, especially my dad, he has been um, a small business owner for decades. Mm. So he was, you know, cool on that front. My mom too, because they had started to work together after she retired from her nine to five, mm. but um, quilting, like this was like a brand new, like thing, like for them anyway, mm -hmm. like do people do this? Is this a job? Like, you know, it was just very different. Like they didn't know that that existed, like the business end of things kind of yeah. existed. It's like, yeah, well, where do you think people like get all their patterns from and things like that? So yeah, uh, yeah, it's been, it's kind of funny to see how that's happened. <laughs> yeah. That's so fun. And like, so cool that you can be like, see this thing worked out. Like it's, it's okay. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's great too, because, uh, you know, and they talk about family owned business and I have a seven and eight year old. Okay. Uh, and so that is how they earn their extra money. So they'll help me package patterns oh. or like organize stuff or, you know, things like that. Or they'll help me pick fabric colors. And if I can't decide or thread colors, whatever, you know, so yeah. they're involved and, you know, so it's yes. And they're even 
have goodness their ideas as far as like summer like jobs and whatnot they their minds have just taken this whole path down okay how do we make our own money we want to start our own business and yeah you know nice perspective for them that you know they may not have otherwise seen who knows yeah no and I love that because I think too like you don't have to monetize every hobby that you have but I think just the opportunity that you're showing your kids that they can do something like that creative and do it in their own way. I think it opens up a whole new world. Whereas, you know, I think so many families don't see that because they don't necessarily have any entrepreneurs in the family. And so that idea is kind of like, Oh, other that's for other people. And that's kind of where my head was out for the longest time too. Yes. And, but my husband is like super into starting businesses or coming up with ideas for businesses and, you know, he's the one who kind of convinced my mom and I to start our long arming business. He was like, what's the worst that could happen? And we were like, exactly. (laughs) I mean, we'll just have a really expensive toy. And he's like, and we're like, "Mm, okay, we'll do it. (laughs) But it's a really cool, expensive toy. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, it's not like we won't use it or like my besties who quilt. It's not like they wouldn't use it either. You know? So it's like, it would just get paid off more slowly. And that's the worst case scenario. You know, it wasn't like it was so out of left field that we wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise, but it just worked out. And I think taking those little risks is like, yeah, leaving your normal to try something new. And especially like with you, you knew such a huge life change was going to happen with your imminent divorce and like knowing that you were going to have to support yourself and your kids. And like, how do you do that in your way that you're like getting to spend time with your kids while they're growing up instead of being forced to work 57 jobs, like out away from the home that, you know, kind of defeats the purpose of raising kids. Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That has been such a blessing with this is that I'm able to get them up and get them on the bus. I'm able to be here when they get off the bus and, you know, after school activities or uh, every Friday, actually we have our standing lunch date. So I go to their school and have lunch with them. You know, I can, I can make my schedule so that I can fit to be with them and to have those experiences um, that I may not have otherwise have gotten. And I am so grateful because that's one of the things I wanted to, it was such a major focus is that I want to be able to be there for them. I want mm-hmm. to support myself, even like when I was married is I want to be able to have like my own income, yeah, but not at the expense of losing that time with my kids. Right. Yeah. That's like, one thing that I think we take for granted and I know not everybody does, but just that, like the ability to be able to spend time, more time with your family and make, like make your business fit around your life and not make your life fit in with whatever job you have. Cause I think yes. that like quote unquote work-life balance is it's a, um, a rude suggestion when you're stuck in the cogs of the capitalist machine and you know you know it's like so if you can kind of step outside of it a little bit and start recreating that that workspace and that relationship with work yes it it's a game changer and like huge I did have the benefit of of coming from when I was teaching I was at a school that was kids four days a week and then we had our Fridays were you know meetings or professional development or just time to work in our classrooms and just that kind of balance of like, you know, really focusing hard on those four days with the kids, Mm -hmm. you know, 
work really hard at school so that they can go home and enjoy their extracurricular activities like sports and music and all that. Um, and then giving ourselves time on Fridays to do the same, to like work on the things that we needed to work on grade books or whatever. Yes, absolutely. So like bringing that kind of concept of like, I'm going to work smarter, not harder. Yes. Kind of thing. And obviously with quilting, it's physical, a very physical thing, but, um, (laughs) but it still can get done at six hours a day of working on it, on the fit, that physical part or, you know, versus doing it 10 hours a day and burning yourself out. So, oh, absolutely. And that's one of the things that, you know, I found just in getting started, like there were times when, yes, I would be, they go to bed and then I pick up my laptop or, you know, they go to bed and I'd have to go cut, you know, something quiet, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have that flexibility to still be engaged with them, to still have that time with them. So I can, you know, my day might be kind of longer just because seemingly because it's broken up into so many different pieces right? to, to accommodate that and to be able to, you know, go around their schedule sometimes, but I mean, it's easier now that they're getting older, but mm-hmm. you know, still, and even sometimes when we have to work on it together, it's like, I really need to get this done and you guys want to earn money. So let's, let's just connect on this. This works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're at that same cute age where they still want to help and yes, be, you know, be around mom and not be like, Oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Cause even at lunch, like they'll, you know, after they finish eating, they'll come sit in my lap and, you know, in front of their friends. Now I'm not going to have that for much longer. So I am going to hold on to it for as long as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one day you, they just stop and you're like, you don't realize when it happens, but it's, it's the sad truth of like raising kids. It's like, Oh, I'm, you know, hopefully giving them a safe space to come home to and feel that where they can feel that unconditional love and know that they're safe. But then at the same time, like growing with them and being willing to like, let them go little bit by little bit as they yes. enter different stages of their development. And it's just, yes. it's, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it is, you know, it's funny. Cause I, you know, I t- tell people, you know, cause they, they have like chores and they have, you know, they fold their own clothes and all this kind of stuff. And And um, I was like, you know, I just, I don't want a 30 year old man, child or woman, child living in my home. Like I I love you. And I am going to ball my eyes out when you leave and move out. I will, Mm -hmm. but I be happy tears and sad tears at the same time. (laughs) Hopefully I've done something right. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't want to, you know, raise dependent children and, Maybe, uh, you know, there are times like when I'm like, well, maybe I'm pushing it. And I was like, no, no, no 30 year old man child in my house. No, 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 no. And keep that focus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We, most time we do things together, you know, like every morning as part of our routine, we empty the dishwasher together, you know, mm-hmm. just like little things like that. Yep. Yeah. So everybody go to your corners, let's fold our clothes, get done. And there are days when it's easier than others, but yeah. you know. <laughs> It's the same with adults though. I think sometimes we can pretend like tell kids, like you just need to do it. And it's like, you know what? There's a lot of days where I don't want to do it either. Oh, me neither. Oh yes. Oh, so adulting. Yeah. I'm not into that right now. (laughs) I know. I know. And I think too, that, that gets into like, when you are running your own business and you're, you know, the majority of the work is on your shoulders. It's like, I don't want to do it today, but I know if I don't do it, like I kind of have to. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, that motivation and that, you know, 
finding that energy to, to get some of that stuff done sometimes. Cause it's like, it's fun making the quilts and doing that part. But then when you have to like turn around and be on the computer and do the business end of things, then it's like, yes, yes. yes. That's usually when you get that, you know, the eye rolls like, okay, fine, fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I guess I'll do this. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's so funny. And um, our oldest is in the space force and, but he'll be out in December. And so he's like, and we still both, my husband and I both are like on a roll. Like, we're so proud of him. We're so happy that he's like doing something cool and getting to experience different things. And he's super excited for college. And, um, but we still have moments where I'm just like, I just really miss him. And my husband will cry and we'll all cry. And we're just like, why is it like this? I know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Yes. Cause there's those moments where you're just like super excited. Like, oh my gosh, you're growing up. This is awesome. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're growing up. <laughs> I know. I know. And then our youngest is graduating this year. So it's like, we're going to be empty nesters, which I mean, I'm kind of excited about. I was like, yes, yeah. I did it before 40. That's why having stepkids is so great. I don't have to like do the baby part, but it still is so like, crazy to think that, you know, these little tiny kids that I, I was, you know, hanging out with getting to know them, getting to know their dad, like trying to figure out if we could build a family and, and, and then just watching them grow. It's like, I've been a part of their lives twice as long as I wasn't. So it's like, at this point, it's kind of like, it's crazy. Yes, we're actually going through that right now where, you know, um, you know, mom started dating, you know, at, you know, post-divorce. So, mm-hmm. you know, having to I- explain that and, you know, how that process, what that looks like and, mm-hmm. you know, and, but it has like, amazingly, it has gone so well. It's almost a little scary. I hate to even <laughs> say it out loud, but yeah, it is gone very nicely. Yes. It is gone. <laughs> very nicely and they just kind of like worked in like from just talking on the phone because we're like two and a half hours apart which is oh yeah so we're not in the same town so it makes it challenging dating alone that way let alone you know adding in all the other things but just like phone conversations which you know just kind of happened and it was very organic and then just like they got to know him that way so like when it came to meeting him it was like well we kind of already know him it was just like actually just seeing your face now instead and yeah they have they have gotten along so amazingly well and trying to like have you know you know figure out this whole dynamic and mm-hmm. it's different and so there's you know there's differences that I guess I, I kind of like didn't expect to with that process you know yeah. But, um, honestly, like it's funny because they get home, they were with their dad for spring break. And so, so they get home and my son at least gives me a hug first. And he was like, where's Kurt? I was like, hi. Uh, hello. You <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow, I'm your mom. Hi. Right. Nice to right. meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, well, I missed you too, mom. I was like, but I just thought he would be here. It's like, Sorry, bud. Not today. Oh, <laughs> that's yes, cute. Which is good. It was. It's good that they have a connection. And yeah. well, it's because things are going well with he and I. It's good they have that connection. <laughs> right. Right. You're like, as long as things are good on that end, then right. You know. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely like as a as a step parent, 
I can just say like my husband's like willingness to let me form my own bonds with the boys and Mm -hmm. their mom's willingness to let me form my own bond with them like has been really awesome and oh that is awesome um you know we don't always see eye to eye parenting wise but at the same time it's like the kid comes first always and so absolutely like whatever past things were with them and and whatever that I wasn't a part of it's like that can be hard sometimes but at the same time it's like okay but what's like let's refocus and and look at the kids and like what right. how is this impacting them and what what do we need to do to make sure that you know we're supporting them in their in their growing and in their oh yes you know absolutely in raising absolutely. them yes and i think it you know for us it's going to take some time to get there yeah um but i you know it takes time to yeah. you know we technically just got divorced um a little over a year ago but mentally, because of how things have been going, like I had, you know, already been through that process. And I just think we went through that at two different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sure. you know, it's not the same for everybody. And I get yeah. that. So trying to, you know, be mindful and sensitive to it while still being like, well, this is how things are, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, not going to necessarily change it, but we'll try to be kind about it. So we're not, you know, right. I don't know. Just like, just trying to be sensitive to, I think we're in two different places. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think that's just the unique human experience is like trying to stay like empathetic of another person's experience yes. and perspective. And they're not going to be having the same feelings as you at the same time. And, yeah. and, but also still being like, well, but I'm still going to live my life and I won't rub it in your face, but I'm going to, mm-hmm. these are still the things that I'm going to be doing. And exactly. And I think compassionate, you know, taking compassionate steps forward and keeping the other person in mind. And, you know, it just helps the kids too. Cause it's like, yeah. I keep reading, <laughs> I know it's like not even quilting, but it's, it's, okay. <laughs> it's like so lifey and, and, and it, I think it just impacts how we present in the world, whether we're business owners or whether we go work at a nine to five, like these things impact what we do. And, but, um, I just keep seeing like all this information about like the, the micro traumas of seeing, you know, kids hearing parents talk crap about each other or treating each other poorly, or, you know, that causes issues for them that then they have to deal with, or they don't deal with it. And right we kind of end up with some lovely people in this, uh, yes. existence, but that is so true. And, you know, ideally, you know, I, I don't want to do something that is, you know, I want them to still have the relationship with their dad. And, but yet at the same time, you can have this relationship too, and no one's replacing your dad, you know, or anything like that. And so far it has, you know, um, we've had challenges, but that's something, you know, my life nicely, it happens. I think that, but I, ideally I'd like to get to the point where we're the exception and not the rule of the negative stories that you hear. Yeah. It's on some sort of level where, you know, it's like, there's a balance, you know what I mean? Like where yeah. there's, you don't have to be best friends and right. I get that, but the contention or animosity or anything like that, we can at least like check that at the door. Yep, for sure. 
Yeah. And it's like, you might have conversations with each other behind closed doors, you know, when the kids aren't around to preserve their relationship with both of you and then, you know, come together to say, at least let's be neutral. Like we don't have to be, we don't have to be besties. We don't have to be loving, but we need to be cordial and neutral. And I think that's like, for some instances, that's like the absolute best case scenario. (laughs) But then I think too, when you make that piece with what you're doing and you try to make that peace with the other person, like it lets everything else kind of fall in line. And so I think it really, it lends into so much more than just our person to person relationships, but like our relationships with, with how we show up in our business and how we show up with others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And cause you know, especially like being for me, just being solo in this, um, for right now, although technically I, I've hired somebody the past couple of months, but she's not physically here. So, you know, being an extroverted quilter, which just is not all common, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's kind of tough. So having and maintaining the, those relationships and having social contact with people is like physical in person, you know, whereas you can get caught up in we'll call it virtual where you have online social media and things like that. It's like, it's great to have connections that way, but I I am a people person and want to actually have, you know, physical, like actual conversations or see you in person and things like that. So it just makes a huge difference, especially for me being when I'm alone, (laughs) (laughs) of the time doing my job, like workers to talk to, which can be good times, you know, but yeah. Sometimes I'm like, mm, I'm spicy today and I'm right. glad I'm by myself because yes, yes, yes. The world cannot handle me today. <laughs> it is not going to be good. Yeah, for sure. And that's like the kind of fun thing about working with my mom is like, I can go there and just be like, I'm pissy. And she's like, okay, do you want a cup of coffee? And I'm like, I do. And she just lets me be. And my dad will come in and give me Cause he works from home too. So like, we're all there all the time. I'm like, I just hang out with my parents. Like, I don't know. And, but he'll come in after a meeting and just give me a hug. And it's like, just random, but it's yeah. like the nicest thing ever. Cause it's like, I just wish like that my husband could also be there. Cause then I'd be like the happiest person on the planet, but <laughs> you know, then he's home when I get home and we do take time to spend, you know, time together because he's, he's flexible too. He's doing his own kind of stuff on yeah. We both quit our jobs, our like nine to five regular jobs the right. same summer. <laughs> like I quit teaching and he <laughs> left, he left software development and it's been like, crazy. We're going to do this. Yeah. We're, All in. Like, we're jumping in, we're doing it. We've got, you know, lots of little ventures going on, but yeah, it's like taking, yeah. kind of taking back that time and going, you know, no, I want to focus on my family. Like I want my business to include my family so that I can spend more time with the people that mean everything to me. And, you know, it's, it's funny. You mentioned when you have those, those pissy days, those are the days when sewing really comes in handy. Yes. <laughs> really comes in handy. <laughs> yeah. Like just me and my machine be, or even if I'm cutting, I don't know, it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. whatever I'm doing, like, I just, I need my process to, to regroup. So, you know, we kids and I didn't have a good morning and it's like, okay, I just need an hour at the machine, you know, yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah. 
that is like really those those fiery days are when that's oh my goodness comes in handy so much (laughs) it's so therapeutic and just being able to get your hands on something and create and like channel that into like yeah working that frustration into creative energy is so nice to be able to do and it's like yeah I'm just gonna sit at my machine and sew or I'm gonna just get this quilt long-armed and I'm not gonna think about anything else for right now and by the time it's over, I'm like, oh, I'm not even mad anymore. <laughs> yep. It, it's so true. It's so funny. You know, I've, I've cried through projects. I have said some very colorful words through mm-hmm. projects. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. goodness gracious. Like if my machine could talk, yeah. I'm so glad it can't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm literally just like, you know, worked out lots of emotions and you know, just that repetition or whatever it is. It's just, oh my goodness. So great. Yeah. It's like meditative and, you know, gives you space to think or pray or just, Mm -hmm. you know, have that conversation with yourself. Like, okay, why are we like this today? Like what is going on? Like taking that like personal inventory of being like, I feel really resentful of X, Y, Z. Like, why is that? Like what fear is that triggering? And just taking that time to process through the feelings or just feeling the feelings and letting them exist and not trying to change it. I think sometimes we get in the cycle of like that toxic positivity, like I can't be in a bad mood. Well, yeah, you can. You're allowed. Yes, you are allowed. Feel the feels. Don't yeah. stay forever, but feel the feels like, mm-hmm. let it work through you while they're there. Yeah. Otherwise, oh gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's even, that's even a worse rabbit hole to go down when you don't do that. Yeah. Yes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, so tell me about your first pattern. Like, when did you decide to like, I'm going to design this. I'm going to put it out. Like what, what was that like for you? Oh, yes. So um, technically I started with crochet patterns, Okay. Um, but it was, I mean, I enjoyed them, but it wasn't the same. So there was a quilt that I wanted to do. It's actually my stay focused quilt. And I started with uh, a pillow size and actually rewind a little bit. I had a, um, a message come over from Instagram mm-hmm. and it's from a, a shop out of Canada. And she was starting this a bundle, like fat quarter bundle, uh, subscription. Mm. And I was probably, it was probably not the answer or response that she was looking for, but so I had this pattern idea and she's talking about starting this new subscription service. I was like, Hey, would you be interested in a partnership here where I, you know, provide the printed patterns for your subscribers and you provide, you know, the fabric for me and I will make it and, you know, use that whatever fabric bundle you choose and try to like work that in with her subscribers. And I was like, it's one way to get my name out there. Um, it was okay, but it was a start. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I started with that pillow size and, and then I eventually made that into a, like a throat matching throw size. I like coordinating pillow covers with my throws. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. such a good idea. I, I love it. That's just, you know, and that's me and my um, organizational brain working there. It's like, well, if you have a throw, you have to have matching pillows and matching this. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So then I went into that and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And I probably had, let's see that first year, I want to say 
four or five. Don't quote me on that. I cannot remember, but something along those lines. And it was one of those things like I was creating, but it was more like I was just like shouting this out. Like I have this thing to like an audience of five. Sure. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's what prompted me when I came across the pattern writing course. It's like, I need the marketing end of things. There are other things that I I definitely learned along the way, but that was my biggest thing that I wanted to focus on. Like, how do I get this out? And so that was actually the the biggest game changer with my business is, is going through that process. Now, um, you know, I look back at like my actual first cover to what the cover looks like today and a whole lot prettier today (laughs) before just like something I made, I don't know, and clip art or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of like, just like old clip art sort of deal. It was not good, but I mean, (laughs) it was out, it was there, it was time. And, you know, it's one of those, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there is definitely an evolution of just my look and trying to find my look and what that meant. Um, and, uh, it was just hard because actually speaking of that, you know, I have this very simple sort of style, but at the same time, I like elegant, pretty. So like that simple elegance as people call it sometimes Mm -hmm. I was trying to like meld the two and keep it simple. And it was just like, I went, oh my goodness, like back and forth, up and down, crossways, whatever, trying to figure that out. And it was tough. And then that was part of, you know, going through the course and what that taught me was because how to like narrow that down, how to find your focus, how to find who is your person, you know, who are you trying to talk to, you know, those little things made a huge difference. And, you know, over time, so it technically, goodness, it's been uh, my first pattern released in January of 2020. Yes. January of 2020. Sorry to think about that. January of 2020. And so till today, so just over three years. Wow. Goodness. Yeah. It flies, right? I'm the map on that in a minute, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, carry the wand. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've been a little over three years since my first pattern release. And it's, I, I would say kind of a night and day difference from when I started till now. Um, but boy, I wouldn't change the process for anything. It's yeah. It wasn't fun at all the time, but you know, at the same time it's, it's been definitely um, goodness just actually inspiring in the sense that just seeing my own growth from mm-hmm. like my take a step back into where things started as to where they are now. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I was, gonna, well, I was just going to say, it's probably like so fulfilling to see that you have grown. And I think if you see, uh, you know, some businesses, which I'm not, I don't have any specific in mind, but the, you know, there might be businesses out there that have done the same thing over and over the same way for several years. And it's like, you can tell that there hasn't really been any change or growth, but it's like, when you can tell, especially for your own self, like, oh my gosh, look where I started and look where I am. And like yes. how that glow up is like everything sometimes. And it's like that the process a lot of times is more important than the end result. Cause sometimes too, there isn't an actual end result because you're always evolving and growing. And so I love that. Oh, absolutely. Because honestly, like I, I know I'm not where I want to be. And I know that there are things that I, you know, will or need to do differently at some point as things change and as evolve. And as I 
you know, my focus sometimes will even become more narrow. Mm-hmm. This sounds weird. It will become narrow, more narrow, but yet expand as far as like where I want to go. Yeah. So that sounds like it's an oxymoron, but I don't mean it to. But you know, if I can focus more, will help me to continue to grow. Yeah. No, that makes total sense because I think sometimes when we when we cast our vision so wide, we can't see longer term, but it's like, if we push out noise, that's kind of like, that's not serving me. That's not serving me. That's not serving me. And we narrow in and niche in that's when we can see the long haul go. Oh, I see where this is going now. It's that clarity. It's huge. It's like, seriously, even just, you know, when I finally went through that process of saying like, this is, this is my customer. Her name's Adrian, by the way. And like this, that's, her name, um, yeah. actually, because occasionally Adrian pops up as a guy, Oh, you know, uh, and I say that because I mean, I know like a few Adrian male Adrians. So anyway, that's why I chose the name. Okay. But, um, <laughs> so when I actually went through that exercise of really focusing on who it is that I'm trying to reach, like, who do I want to help? Who do I want to be there for? Who do I want to support? Yeah. And find that person, see that person. Oh my goodness. Like I can. I can even feel the difference because it's like, no, no, that's, that's not down Adrian's lane or, oh yes, I can, she would totally love this. Absolutely. And yeah, it's goodness gracious. It's been a, definitely a huge change for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's- you can't even when people ask, it's like, oh, would you like to do this or participate in this or do, you know, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. As much as you want to say yes to all those opportunities, if it's not helping my customer, then I I have to say no. Yeah. At first I was saying yes to everything just because mm-hmm. I wanted the opportunity. I wanted the chance. I wanted to do all the things. Yeah. Can't do that. And that's burning mm-hmm. myself out. <laughs> right. Right. And it's like, at the end of the day, you have to honor yourself and where you're at. And, you know, is it really, is the payoff at the end going to be worth the time and effort that you're putting into that thing versus you could be focusing more on your own self and your own growth and yes. like the growth of your business versus trying to boost someone else's, you know, right. I've kind right. of found myself in that Avenue a couple of times where I've just like, pe- my people pleasing brain kicks in and I start doing <laughs> things. And then I'm like, wait a second, what am I doing? Like, this is serving this person, but it's not helping me at all. Right. Like I have my own business to attend to and to grow and to fine tune and hone. And like, why am I doing that for someone else? Like I'm fine with supporting people. And I think, you know, ultimately that's, that's why I wanted to start this podcast is to just talk to other quilty people and creative people and give people a space to talk about what they're doing. And not that I'm anybody to be listening to, because I mean, I'm kind of a nobody, but at the same time, like I love listening to friendly conversations. Like the podcasts I choose are very, like very much like that, where I feel like I could jump into the conversation if I was in the room with them. And oh yes. so I'm trying to create that space too. And it just in the quilty world. And so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's awesome. It absolutely is because, you know, it's, it's funny because being a solopreneur, if you will, yeah, me. And so having, I told you I'm extroverted, which yeah, not necessarily happen all the time in our quilty universe. Mm-hmm. So 
it for me, like, yes, I, you know, I, I love this opportunity to meet other people and meet new people. And I, I knew about your podcast and I've heard it. And so when I saw your message, I was like, oh, yay. I, I was excited. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. I love just like being able to connect with people and, yeah. you know, I've met through this, met so many amazing people and it's, it's actually helped me redefine in some space, like some you know, areas of my life, like who I want to be, how I want to bring myself into the the world and not like put on a different personality, but just start loving the parts of, of my personality that maybe I was tried to hide before. And yeah, I mentioned I'm super chatty. And sometimes my husband gives me shit for it because he's like, I literally don't know what you're talking about anymore. And I'm like, I don't either. Honestly, I'm just talking. Yeah. But this is a place where I can just talk to people about the stuff that we love and, and I don't have to get ridiculed. For it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's funny because as much as, I mean, it's great. You have like your mom that gets it, you know, yeah. and, but like my quilting and my family is a total foreign thing. Like they don't, my sister is the only other creative one, really my dad ish, but not like, you know, not like we are. So, cause she does, uh, God, we, we've been through the gambit of what we have done over the years, but so, you know, she's very crafty, hands-on creating things. And so, and so she kind of gets it from that standpoint, but other than that, like the only people that know about quilting are like people like, I bet like you or other quilting people that get it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I could talk to, you know, <laughs> my boyfriend now and I'm like, yeah, so this happened and did it on. And you get those, like, you know, this polite nod, like, oh, that's yeah. great. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, I was like, you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? He's like, is it that obvious? <laughs> My husband's like, I'm sure that if I knew what you were talking about, I would be so excited also, but I just don't know what you're saying. And I'm like, right, right. Okay. Yes, yes. You know, but he's, you know, he's slowly coming around to, you know, to getting some of the things, you know, yeah. but it's just, it's like, just like, I don't get what he does and he can tell me about it. I can kind of, kind of get it. It's the same thing. So, you know, it's fair. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I think too, like it's, it's good at least for, you know, for my relationship, we both have different hobbies and different interests and we have some of the same, but a lot of it, like he's out hiking or, you know, he's like training to himself so he can do like through hikes and like be backpacking for weeks on end. And I'm like, I'm just going to keep quilting. Right. Like oh my, my hobbies God. have always so been funny. very crafty, but like, no, you that's know, so funny. he's very outdoorsy like that. And, you know, he talked me into going to a hike and I said, okay, but I'm bringing a quilt for pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm going to go on a hike, yeah, I have to make it like worth it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a hiking person you know, like he likes camping and I'm like, do you mean that like a nice hotel? Yeah. <laughs> maybe like, uh, four seasons, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally into that kind of camping. But, so, you know, we even actually took the kids like on our, their first time meeting, we went for a hike mm-hmm. at a quilt, of course, you know? Yeah. And, um, and they're like, oh, this is so much fun. And like, oh, mama, now can we get hiking shoes and da-da-da-da the whole night? And I was like, oh, Lord have mercy. I was like, I'm going to want to go camping now too. And they're like, yeah. Why did I open my mouth? Like that was oh. my, I totally stepped into that. I was like, the three of you can do that. Right. 
Yeah, I will. I'll be here when you get back. I know it's, I, I, you know, we have lots of like trails and foothills really close by. So it's easy for us to just like go do a quick one. And so we'll do that. But like the ones he's, my husband is doing, he's like gone for hours and I'm like, Oh my God. Like I can't, Thanks. he's, he's always been like an endurance sport kind of person. He used to run, like he was a runner yeah. all through his childhood. He did wrestling and, you know, we, we were talking about his bass guitar back here and he, you know, he dabbled in music and he does, um, you know, he's made tons of YouTube videos. He got really into that and we're just like recording stuff to make fun videos. And, yeah. um, he just, he's so interested in so many things and it's kind of fun. Cause then it like expands my knowledge about, you know, sure. different things that I never would have dabbled in for myself, but I can kind of learn vicariously. And like, the only reason I self-produce my podcast is because he taught me how that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, it's helped, but it is nice to kind of have your own separate thing and yes. And see, you know, your partner get joy from the things that they're doing and vice versa, them seeing you get joy from the things you're doing. And then you can come together and share those experiences to get like with each other. You don't have to like do them together all the time, but (laughs) just having those things that spark your passion in life, I think is important. And it's not going to always be the same thing as them. And but I think that's really important as like, it is for longevity as a couple, like you got to have your own separate stuff. <laughs> you do. And you know, I learned that too, like, um, younger when I was actually out of college and, um, I was, you know, guy I dated in college and then we got engaged and I moved to Connecticut where he was from. And, you know, when we broke up, it was this harsh reality that, I did not have my own circle of friends. I did not have my own, my own. Yeah. And, you know, it was, I had a life that was very entwined with his. So it was like, oh, Sharice, you are never doing this again. Like this is not happening ever yeah. again. So it was very important to me to always find, like, make sure I have my own thing, my own friends and not to be selfish, but also it it was that space, like that safe space, because like when we broke up, Mm -hmm. you know, like I couldn't talk to any of them about it. It was just weird and awkward. Mm -hmm. So like, who did I have? So yep, nope, this is not happening again. (laughs) Learned, got it. Have your own space, have your own thing, whatever that is, your own circle of friends, whatever. Um, Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. definitely a huge lesson learned. Thankfully, it was in my twenties, you know, but Yeah. My, I was, I was kind of in that same boat with like my last relationship before I met my husband and we had the same group of friends because we all worked together at the same store. Yeah. And like my three best friends who I quilt with and stuff, I met them through that same place, but they weren't really like in that, like we were kind of in subsets of groups. Like we would all hang out sometimes, but then it was like, I don't know. There was like other subsets of groups yeah. of us that would hang out more. And so it was that breakup was really tough because then it was like our friends were then being asked to choose sides. And right. there was a lot of, you know, a lot of chaos in that breakup that was yeah. just like not fair to them because the friends, you know, they didn't do anything and they were just trying to support both of us and be, be there for both of us when, you know, we were struggling. And, but, yeah, it was just, I'm so glad that 
my friends that I have still were like, they, they were kind of outside of that. So they didn't get dragged into it. So then I was able to maintain a friendship with them. And even some of the people that were like in it are still my friends and they'll still be friendly with him. I I don't really know where he ended up or what's going on with him, but, um, you know, it's just the, the real ones, you know, kind of stuck, stuck by our friendship and we still are able to be around each other and and have a good friendship because they, they could see that, you know, as human beings, we were bigger than just that, that weird relationship we had. So exactly, exactly. You know, it, it, but it's important to, you know, cause you never know if that would happen and, right. you know, but it makes it very awkward for everybody in the situation. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like having those experiences too helps with like awkward situations in the business world too. Cause it's like, Oh, this is a familiar feeling. Okay. Here's how I'm going to handle it now because I know better. And absolutely. And it's funny because like actually that trying to, um, not recreate that awkward feeling, which is why I found the group, Mm -hmm. uh, that where I learned quilting and crocheting and things like that, because I was like, I need a circle of friends that are not part of his army unit. Yeah. Like, Yes, they're army affiliated still. They're army spouses. Got sure. it. But they're not all in the same unit because those ladies were great. Mm-hmm. But we ended up talking about stuff that was happening in, in his unit. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't, I, like, I need a break. At, oh, right. I have to hear about it at home. I have to hear about it here. I was like, oh, okay. We can't do this. And <laughs> I'm too not I was like, okay, I need my own space. That's separate from him because like one, I learned before, not a good idea. And two, like, I was just, I was going nuts. Just like, yeah, yeah I just, I needed something else. Like I don't, that I didn't want to talk about it to begin with, let alone like on a, for a fun, quote unquote, fun right. conversation, you know, no, like, this good. is not fun. <laughs> no, no. So that's what exactly what led me to, you know, find out, okay, where, what can I do? What can I go? Like, where are my options? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's when I started, you know, going to, they call it the house next door. It wasn't literally oh. the house next door, but that was just what it was called. Um, and yeah, that's when I started going there and it was great. And that's it was awesome. Yeah. Made friends that I still talk to to this day. And that was goodness. 13. Yeah. Years ago, 14 years ago, something like that. Wow. That's incredible. And so lucky that you found that. And we're able to find that and create that space for you and, and grow your love of, you know, quilting and crocheting. And I'm also, I also crochet. So awesome. I, <laughs> I understand that transition of like, what if I made this out of fabric instead? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a lot faster. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's funny. I've actually done both ways. Like made, I was like, Oh, I like this cool pattern. Let's see if I can make it into a crochet pattern, you know? Yeah. Um, it just depending on what it is, but yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> funny. And, you know, it's too, also, um, you know, when I started this and it became a hobby, like there, like you couldn't have told me today that I would actually be a creative business owner. Like I was so dead set against it. Yeah. It's like, nope, not doing it. Cause then I won't love it anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm not doing that. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, totally sh- mentally shut down that whole concept. Yeah. Um, but when I realized like the, the creative part of actually creating the designs and that I was doing, I started to do that without necessarily consciously doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, this, this is different. This feels different. This doesn't feel like, you know, just cranking out 
quilt after quilt and doesn't feel like cranking out hat or scarf after scarf or whatever it is I was making. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. And it just, it changed my perspective on it. I said, well, you know, at first I was like, well, this way I only have to create one and then I'm done. Yeah. That was stupid because that hasn't ha- yet to happen. Only create one. <laughs> like I would create one pattern, like, yeah, I'm done with that pattern next and then move on. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't have to just keep making the same quilt over and over again. Mentally, I thought that's what I was going to do. And I don't think that's happened yet where I just created one because I mean, literally, it's like, oh, this would look great in this fabric, or I'm going to reintroduce it in this fabric, or, you know, so many things have like popped up. So I have actually duplicated more quilts than I ever had before when I was a like ever and it was one thing I thought I would not have to do <laughs> yeah you're like what happened to that idea yeah gone gone <laughs> so, you know if anybody is like you know out there is thinking like oh that can only do it once and then I'm done and I'm gonna go along this path no it's false it's not yeah. true you will duplicate your quilts just telling you now <laughs> yeah that's so hard too. Cause it's like, yeah, if you want to try so many different fabrics and see what it looks like, and maybe, you know, you've got testers who make it a certain way and you're like, I got to make it that way now. Like what, tell me all your fabrics. Like, what did you use? And right. Absolutely. It's funny. Cause even like, I was like, Oh, just recently I released um, my lighted path quilt pattern. And I was like, this would look so cool. Scrappy. Oh, After yeah. the fact, right. right. <laughs> After I've released it. Right. This would look really cool. Scrappy. So I went looking through, I had some, um, some fabric bundles, you know, fat quarter bundles, like, yeah, let's do this. It's like a scrappy version now. Yeah. And that's exactly what I decided to do. And, you know, and then I had like all this Barbie fabric left. I was like, Ooh, yes. I still yeah. have a lot of that Barbie fabric left though. But anyways, <laughs> at least I'm trying to put a debt in it. I don't yeah. think we talked about my Barbie obsession, but um, either way. Uh, yeah. So I've now created what i this one pattern three times now and I would not put it past me to do another who knows yeah yeah oh I was gonna comment on your Barbie one because I love Barbie too and um I it's so stinking cute so I was gonna say I did see that one and I I'm glad you brought it up because it's so adorable and that that fabric is so cute too so is and I way overbought okay t- I want to say overbought I just bought a lot how's that yeah, sure sure and, <laughs> yes and I still have quite a, the yardage stash of it but I have been I, I consider Barbie like my first BFF like I've played with her like since I can remember yeah. I am not a collector or you know creator with Barbie fabric but you know I don't play anymore my that's my daughter's area but it's funny because you know um I think that line came out in 2020 mm-hmm. and I, I can't tell you how many friends sent me the link. Did you see the Barbie fabric? I got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, it's on sale. I'm like, I already overbought. Like I'm good. I don't, <laughs> I have plenty. I yes. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, yeah, I'm just uh, now just, just as I actually, as I create patterns, I was like, oh, just do a Barbie version. Cause I have all this Barbie fabric yeah. and you know, my dad is like, what are you going to do with all these quilts? And I'm like, oh. like, exactly. Whatever I want. I'm like, there's different seasons. There's different, mm-hmm. you know, occasions, all the things I just keep changing them out. And yeah. Yeah. next thing you know, I have a brand new looking house. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, like 
like I was telling you, we do the Airbnb out of our downstairs yeah. and we call it the cozy quilt house. And so I'm always rotating the quilts like through the room and out in the living room. And, um, kind of like behind me, I painted, uh, we have this like weird square wall in our living room that kind of sticks out from the rest. And I painted it the same green as this wall. And then I also hang quilts on it. And so I'm always changing out the display quilts and, you know, Christmas time, there's Christmas ones, Halloween, there's Jack Skellington up there. Cause he's my boyfriend. And awesome. <laughs> my husband's like, honestly, a, like a skeleton. I'm like, yes. and what's your problem? Jack Sparrow is my boyfriend. So just Ooh, so you know that. <laughs> I love him too. He's my second boyfriend. So but I'll let you have him. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's fun. Cause it's like, yeah, the house changes. It looks different it looks fresh and new every time you switch yeah. the quilts around. And it's so funny because I don't change anything else. It's like nope. just, just moving the quilts around makes such a huge difference. And so, yeah, being able to have that option because you have so many at your disposal. And then I'm like, I'm missing a quilt with these colors. And so then I'm like, I start shopping for fabric and I'm like, no, 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 stop it. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Like you don't have to paint, like you could have neutral walls and that's fine because your colors are going to just be totally you know different every time you change it out and look totally different same furniture and so if you most my furniture is like it's we have gray mm -hmm. a dark gray couch and like my light gray walls but it doesn't look blah because of all the quilts that are all over yeah. the place on the walls on the couch on the ladder on the whatever anyway yeah. they're all over the place yeah that's what I love about quilts and I mean even quilty projects like you're saying you love having coordinating pillow like pillowcases and you know that's a fun pop too because you can make it in fun different fabrics and scrappy even that yes. maybe you wouldn't necessarily want out in a whole quilt or maybe would be too bright as a quilt on its own out but if you could put it into a pillow or into like a table topper or just something that you know yep. lets it be fun and brighten up the space then yeah the whole space changes because we're saying like gray is our background color yep. for everything and <laughs> but yeah then it's like it allows me to put up whatever heck and quilt I want with whatever colors I decided were fun at the time and exactly absolutely yeah. and actually even with pillows because I when we moved to Germany I realized the cost of long arming and it, mm -hmm. I had a really inexpensive long armor in Missouri. And I did not realize how inexpensive she was um, because like, you know, it would be like a throw size quilt with the binding was $40. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Binding alone is like $40 for a throw. Exactly. And I, but at the time I had no clue. So we moved to Germany. I joined um, a guild there mm -hmm. and great guild experience. So great. And um, I knew people that were long armors. I was like, awesome. Uh, I didn't know how to quilt. Like I didn't do my quilting. So I was like, hey, what do you charge? And I was like, oh, that's the real going rate for quilting. Okay. So I'm going to need to learn how to quilt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the time, like I wasn't, you know, working and I, you know, and even fabric was more expensive there, not mm -hmm. just because of, you know, um, just reality because everything was quilting cottons were considered an import. So mm -hmm. they were very expensive. So anyways, um, so I started to learn how to free motion quilt and pillows, table runners, you know, ta table toppers, all those kind mm -hmm. of things were 
they're small and they're compact and they're easy to learn how to free motion quilt. And I loved it for those, like those kind of small projects. And so a lot of my, even like my patterns, because they're, they're designed to be quick, not necessarily as always easy, but like weekend projects. So Mm -hmm. with that burst of, I finished something in a day or a weekend, you know, that I would be your person. Yeah. So that way it also left a lot of negative space for me to play with some of those free motion designs that either I have been scared of or whatever. Um, it gave me that canvas to not invest a lot in creating the top itself. And I felt a little more free and relaxed to be able to quilt it and just enjoy that quilting process too. And that was a whole new thing that I did not expect to learn that I would like. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. I think that's the hard thing with creative business too, is like knowing how to price yourself because some people are $40 to long and long arm and bind a quote, like you're nuts. And that was so lucky for you. It was. But then I hope she realized it later now that I'm gone. I hope she realized how much she was undercharging, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, or people who way overcharge. And so then it makes people shy away from it when it's like, no, there's some of us in the middle who are just like, yeah, we want to make some money, but we also want to make sure that we're providing enough people with a service that they can't or don't want to do for themselves at an affordable rate that makes it, you know, easier to swallow like, okay, a hundred dollars to get a, you know, a twin or a a full-size quilt quilted. It's like, okay. I mean, I don't know if that's the exact price, but I don't know, but something around that is palatable, you know, otherwise like, cause yeah, I've, I've heard some that I was like, and I, at the time, like, I didn't know, but some, like, um, one of the ladies was like very on par with, you know, going rate, if you will. Um, but at the time I just, I did not have the money to do that. So I just like, you know, I'm going to have to figure this out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, long arming is great and it's super fun, but it's like, yeah, not everybody has access to it or it's not always convenient or doesn't really fit within a budget, which is completely understandable. So yeah, yeah, learning to use the tools that you have is fantastic. I think, you know, we went big on our purchase of the long arm and, you know, thankfully it's worked out and our business is thriving and doing really well. And, and so we get to use it like mm-hmm. we wanted, like we intended to, when we bought it, which is amazing. Exactly. Um, That's but awesome. we know it's like, also there's space for every type of quilting. I'm not here to tell you, you have to get your quilt long armed. Like right. that's what I do, but I also know it's not realistic or achievable for everybody, which is right. totally yeah. fine. It's always practical. And as much as I would like to, you know, mm-hmm. um, I have, you know, like my son needs a new bike. Do I have a quilt quilted or do I get him a new bike? You know, like I've had, I literally had to make that choice, you know, you're like, I don't know. The scales are kind of different. I was like, he can ride his bike for a little longer, right? But no, I mean, it's really too small. So I was like, okay, bike, bike it is, bike wins, fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. <all> <laughs> yeah, now those things, sometimes the kids got to come first, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not so always. It, not always. No, honestly, I, I, I much I would like to say that, you know, oh yes, blah, blah, blah. Like the quilts, whatever the you know kids want, not quilts, whatever the kids want, sure. Yeah, no, like, okay, guess what? So mama's budget is finite and, you know, I 
I can't do everything. I can't buy everything. As much as I wish I could, I don't, I can't, it's not practical. So we're going to have to talk about things, figure some things out. And we've had to, you know, even though, goodness, this was just last year. So they were, you know, six and seven at the time. It's like, okay, so we can only do so much. So we have to make some choices, you Mm -hmm. know? So in here are your choices that are practical. Yeah. That I can handle. And which I think is actually a good um, learning opportunity for them. Yeah. It's hard sometimes though, to say like, sorry, you can't do that. Cause you know, I don't have the bottomless funds to do it. So and yeah. it stinks. the same time, you know, it's a good lesson for them that can't always do everything because the money's not infinite. It's right. <laughs> it doesn't grow on trees or wherever you think it comes from, you know, right. the machine, the ATM machine. No, it doesn't just pop out. <laughs> just go get money. It's like, I don't, I can't like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, even, like, I even, I was like, listen, I was like, you see this, like show my phone. Like, you see this number right here? Like, this is what we have left. And like, so this is your piece of it that we can spend. They're like, oh, like, yeah. So when the money comes out of the machine, it's only coming from this much money. Yeah. So no, was, I love that. Like was, talking to kids. Yeah. I got to be practical about it, you know, yeah. and it was just, it was going to be very different than what they were used to when mm-hmm. you know their dad and I were together. Not that we had endless funds then by any means, but you right. know, our, our limitations were, well, more limited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, for sure. And I think involving kids in that kind of process and talking to them about money and how it works, you know, at the level they can understand and keeping them informed on why you're making the decisions that you are. And it makes maybe the no still stings, but right for both of you, but I think it helps them build an understanding of like, oh, my mom's not going to just do everything for me. And you're showing them your work ethic by running your business, but also showing them, this is how I manage my money that I make from, you know, my life. And here's, here's how we're going to use it. And we're going to treat it this way and giving them that exposure. Cause I think so many parents, and I don't think it's intentional. I just think there's a, a stigma around talking about money. Yes. And yes. talk about with your kids, other people, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. People are like, I don't want to share that information. So right. no, I agree. But I think the more we share with our kids, the easier it is for them to make those kinds of decisions when it comes time, then they like, Oh, it's not such a scary endeavor for them to think about making their own money or how to make smart purchases with the money that they do have. Right. Cause I think, you know, it's, when you leave them in the dark then, and then send them out in the world and then can't figure out why they're making bad financial decisions. It's like, right. you, you didn't teach them where, where right. did you expect that they were going to get that from? Yes. So I yep. like it. I'm we're we have always been maintained that like, we're going to just be open and honest with our kids with anything that comes up. And we'll talk yep. to them about our mental health journey, about our finances, about yep. the decisions we make as a couple and as a family and keep them informed, not always involved. Cause sometimes the decisions aren't up to them, but say, Hey, yep. this is what's happening. We want you to know so that you understand and, and then send them out into the world and see what they do. And so far it's, it's going okay. I mean, <laughs> they're going to stumble. It's going to happen. Yep. You know, they're going to make their, their own mistakes as we all do as mm-hmm. we get older. And even at 44, I still do. And it's just one of those things. I don't yeah. think it's 
stops, but I'm hoping that, you know, by involving them and having those conversations at an age appropriate level, of course, yeah. you know, but having that conversation, you know, cause even like the whole idea, like I said, like, you know, with mom dating. So mm-hmm. that was like, it's, it's not dad. So my mama's with somebody else, like this is going to be different. So having to have that open conversation, like letting them know, like, this is what's happening. And yeah, you know, it was, um, it was, I, I don't know. It was just different. Like not one of those conversations I ever expected to have, but yet at the same time, it's like one of them to be able to ask questions and mm-hmm. hopefully they would, as far as they could understand, get it. Yeah. But even like, um, it was in my daughter's class, she's eight in second grade and they have this, a star student week, whatever. So each student gets to be the star of the week and they do a presentation on themselves, talking about their families and their hobbies and all those things. Mm-hmm. So as, so she's introducing the fact that here's my, my dad and my mom and mama's boyfriend and my brother, you know? So it was mm-hmm. like, and so the students are like, well, why do you have, why does your mom have a boyfriend when you have a dad and like, oh, they're divorced. And so like, they're having this conversation in, you know, second grade. And so she answered their questions and her teachers, you know, messaged me afterwards. Like she did such a good job on managing that, those questions. And she was like, did you coach her? I said, <laughs> no, I didn't. I really did. I'm like, and I'm hoping that because we talked about that on the front end, mm-hmm. I think I'm hoping, and it's my mind, she was more comfortable to be able to answer them on the back end, like without me having to prep her for those kind of things. Yeah. I'm going to pretend that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, no. And I honestly think that's what it is because I think when we give kids a chance to understand something that we're like, oh, they're just little kids. They're never going to understand one. That's horseshit. Kids are so oh. smart. Oh my God. The best decisions in the whole world. Cause they're brains are still developing, but on the emotional level and the connectedness level with the people that they love, if you just talk to them, like they are a person instead of treating them like they can't, then not only does it strengthen your connection with them, it builds your trust. It gives them a sense of safety because they know that you're going to keep them close and, and, you know, give them the, the space to, to learn and understand these things. And so you know, as a former teacher, I would see it all the time. I could tell the kids whose parents took the time to have those maybe for a moment, awkward conversations. Mm-hmm. Cause for adults, we're kind of like, I, should I be talking to a kid about this? Like, how do I even say this? Sometimes, like, yeah. Cause you know, if you've never experienced that on, on the kid end or on the adult end, it's like, okay, how do I do this? But I think one thing my husband, and I always say is if we can step back and say, how would I do this the most loving way? like honest and loving and stick with that. Like don't default to like, however you were raised, if it's, you know, yelling and screaming or shutting the kid out or whatever, like stop that and then give yourself five minutes and you'll probably think of something more loving to do in that situation. And so it's not that I'm like, have all the answers. I hope I'm not trying to like come across that way because I'm just like winging it over here, but you know, just what, what we've come across is just the more honest and open we are with our kids, even in those uncomfortable times and hard truths. Like, yes. Like having to talk about what gay means in first grade. Did I didn't have that conversation until I was in middle school. Yeah. But the world we live in, you know, that is, that's the conversation they have and they, things they come up at school that 
it's going to happen. So yeah. yeah, I had to explain, you know, what homosexuality meant and things like that. So, yeah. and, you know, but yet having honesty, but putting into perspective of, okay, they are eight and seven, mm-hmm. you know, and then also even like for some it's, you know, when the kids ask why it's like, well, because I said so. And that makes sense in some cases. However, a lot of times, not all, you know, but there are times when kids mm-hmm. are asking because they generally want to know like that, that is most of the time. Like I want to know, I'm trying to understand this world that I'm in. Yeah. There are times when they're trying to like, I'm just trying to get out of it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask why to like procrastinate this whole thing. Yep. 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 For sure. <laughs> like, and I tell them, I was like, listen, you can ask me why on anything, be happy to answer you, but it's either why you are doing, while you're doing what I'm telling you to do or after. <laughs> Yeah, you completed what I've told you to do. Then yes, let's let's talk about why, and I will be more than happy to explain it. But I'm not letting you procrastinate. No, you're like <laughs> just do the to. dishes, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then we can tell talk about why I want you to do the dishes sometimes. Like right. exactly. Yeah. So as like we're and that's when we started doing the emptying the dishwasher together. Mm-hmm. Oh, why do we have to do this? I was like, well, let's start. Remember while we're doing it. Mm-hmm. as we're doing it I was like who lives in this house and like we do I was like that's right so who has to take care of this house we do that's right exactly it's like so not just mama has to do all the things mm-hmm. not just you know the two of you have to do all the things we do it as a collective yeah. so yeah it's it's a week but while we're doing while that. we're doing the, the care task we're I'm going explaining. to <laughs> yeah. yeah no but I think that is too. Sometimes you just, you're like, I'm the parent and I'm asking you to do this thing. And yes, we'll talk about it, but let's, yeah. Like you said, we can talk while we're doing the thing and maybe while they're kind of doing that process and hearing about it and under making that understanding it, you know, sometimes that can connect even more because they're actually participating in that process of like, Oh, we're doing this together as a family. We're taking care of our home together. And I think that's, you know, that's a battle. I think that's out there is that like imbalance of care tasks of the home. And, and so I think teaching boys and girls the same, like, oh, you're the girl. So you do the laundry. You're the boy. You do the yard tasks. Like, nope, they both, all of them need to learn all the same things. Like no more raising boys who just expect to get wives who do everything for them. You know, it's, it's, Because, uh, no, um, my boyfriend the other day, he's like, oh yeah, one of my friends like that, his mom did everything for him growing up and what have you. And, and I was like, yeah, my son's not doing that. He was like, oh, I know you were not going to let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not happening. But yeah, like yard work. No, no, that that's a family task. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it either. I definitely don't want to do it. Like, that's the one thing I do not like doing. I would rather do everything else than do yard work. But no, I need company. Like we're doing this yeah. together. So no, not just boys do yard work. So yeah, they will they will both learn how to cut the grass and all those yeah. things. You yeah. know, it's just kind of it's what it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's gonna take care of the house. Yeah. I love that. It's so good and very lifey. And I think it's important, you know, that even that concept of like building community within your own family, but then again, like what what are you taking into your business space and, you know, your, your social platforms and how are you presenting? And it's, if, if you truly do have that collaborative spirit, 
and it carries through. I think people see that and it's genuine and they can feel it, you know, even through the technology, the digitalness of it, they can still feel that and, and they're drawn to that. So, and, and I, for me, that's what I loved about your pages. I just felt like this person is like, you are who I'm seeing. I'm not seeing another version of you. Like good. Just you're in, I felt your integrity. And so it just, yeah, I've always loved following your stuff and seeing what you make and you know, you're, you're, you just create some fun stuff. Um, I did want to touch on the, the 12 minis in 12 months. So you're a designer for that. I am. Yes. My block doesn't come out until October. Okay. Um, there there's a block each month. And, um, even if you don't want to do each, just each month, you can get the whole bundle that's available too. Um, you won't get that month until it releases. So you don't get them all at once, but, uh, you can, if you get the whole bundle, as soon as each month comes out, then, uh, you'll be sent the pattern for that month. But yes, I'm, I'm working with actually, um, Liza Taylor handmade. Who's the one that reached out to me initially. It's also not in thread the two of them together, but Liza and I were in the pattern writing course together. That's how okay. she and I first met. Okay. <laughs> yes. So that's again, one of those connections that came out of doing that, but, um, it's been really cool. And actually, getting to work with other designers in this capacity. Like we're, we all have our own designs, but at the same time, um, you know, again, going back to just being a solopreneur, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not a lot of opportunity to, to do with, do things with other people. So yeah. So when she asked me, I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there, and this year they are, we'll call them mini minis. So they are, I believe it's eight inches or less. So there are small blocks. Yes. Wow. But they're great for like mug rugs or some have used like just the block and then added other fabric and made bags or, you know, made it into a bigger, like multiple of one and made it into wall hangings or whatever. So you can take what a, a seemingly small block. Yes. But you can turn it into so many different things um, yeah. or just literally a simple mug rug and you know and be happy with that too yeah that's so fun yeah eight inches I'm like oh that's kind of tiny but you know I tend to avoid smaller piecing if I can but I know people who love it and yeah so but that's a fun challenge too if you're not used you know you don't normally make things that small it's kind of like okay how do I shrink my ideas down and make them fit into this parameter so exactly and that's what um one of the reasons why I chose it was because it's not one of the things that I normally do small pieces. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of what I normally do actually, but, um, keeping in mind that, um, the person that my customer that I want to help, that I want to be there for, they don't have a lot of time necessarily mm-hmm. to do bigger projects all the time or things like that. And, you know, these mini projects, these mini blocks are really cool for even just simple, oh, I have a mug rug, I can give it as a gift, I can keep it for myself. It's like, I can repeat it, maybe make Christmas gifts. Um, It's, it affords them the opportunity to be able to create in their short amount of time, and also create for others and create gifts and that they still can walk away from and feel accomplished. And like they, you know, they're finishing stuff and not just continuing to pile up those whips, you know, like I've started, but I'm not quite finished, you know, that, that's yeah. just cool. but to help them to, to push forward and to, you know, actually feel like they're getting stuff done. Yeah, honestly. And that can be the biggest battle is just 
feeling like you're accomplishing something. Cause it's like, yeah, so many times you start a project and you stop halfway and, and it takes months to get back to it. I've got one in particular that I'm like kicking myself that I really want to get to, but it's again, the time, especially as you know, running your own business. It's like, when do you sew for yourself? And you know, when you're designing your own patterns and then making those patterns, that's, that feels more like self-driven versus like, you know, if you're making quilts for other people or, you know, doing work for other people, then it's kind of like, okay, but what about me? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I decide to, even though I'm repeating the same pattern, what I'm finding is fun is like, I'm where I'm feeling like I'm creating for me is when I start changing it up and like yeah. doing other things with it. And then, you know, I, I, most of the, like the Barbie quilts, my daughter has commandeered. Oh, of I'm, course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, had, I had to fight her for one almost. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you have three. <laughs> it's, it's mine. You're like, I oh, made that. So cute. But anyhow, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, that's where I feel like I'm sorry create for me. So I create like, you know, the initial one, which, you know, it's just great. And I love it not to take anything away from it, but then I can start having a little bit more fun and Mm -hmm. seemingly and playing with it and like, Oh, I'm going to change into these fabrics and you know, last minute, Oh, this will be so cool. Scrappy. Like, why didn't I think of that weeks ago? But you know, okay. I have it now. So now I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you've got your head in the business game, it's kind of like, you're like, okay, what are my steps? How do I get this pattern out? How do I get this sample quilt done? (laughs) And then, yeah, once you're away from that, then you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many other options and let's have fun with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. Well, that's so cool, Sharice. And so like, what's next for you? Do you have another pattern in the works or? I do actually, I kind of like did my patterns in bulk for this year. Um, new thing I'm trying. And uh, so, yes, I do have one in the works and that will be um, after I return from uh, quilt week in Paducah. I'm teaching there this year. It's just like, fun. yeah, I'm so excited. So excited. It's like, goodness, like a little less than two weeks away now. How exciting. Um, yes. So I'll be there in a couple of weeks and um goodness. And I have other patterns coming out this year, my mini in October of this year. And most recently I announced that I will be uh, teaching on a quilt cruise in 2024. Oh my gosh. So excited. excited. Uh, So I have been April of 23. The cruise isn't until September of 24. Okay. But on my table back here. Yeah, there Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) <laughs> my table back here is the design for the quilt cruise so it's wow. kind of like working on so early but trying to get it done so you know people can see it before they book and all that kind of stuff so I'm extremely excited to blend vacation and quilting at the same time um yes. yeah that would be really cool oh that is exciting it is and then I'm also oh and most goodness this is actually more recent um uh for Alderwood Studios. She mm-hmm. does membership, um, uh, Modern Makers. Yes, Modern Makers membership. And so I'll be doing a block for December for her membership this year. Okay. Yeah. So looking forward to that. But yeah, from a quilting, you know, patterns and design. I mean, I teach in my LQS to local quilt shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I teach there also. And just, yeah, it, if I put everything together, like all in one bundle, it's like, oh my goodness, that's a lot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thankfully it's spread out over time to give me some breathing room in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it's, it's funny. Yeah. On paper, it's like, oh my gosh, you're doing so many things. But I think if it's that time management and spending time, little bits here and there of like kind of whittling away at different things and, you know, that's awesome. Well, how exciting for you. Organizing is my thing. Like I keep a planner and I'm very meticulous about, you know, keeping up to date with that and making sure I'm staying on task, you know, because, you know, other, the proverbial, like eating the elephant one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. If I were to look at that list, like as it was, it would just be overwhelming, but I'm so able to, I'm so much more better able to focus if I just have like these bits and pieces that I can spread out and yeah, yeah, keep myself focused on the the smaller things (laughs) each time instead of the bigger picture all the time. Yeah, for sure. It definitely helps. I'm a, I'm a list girl too. I'm like, okay, I'm just, all I can, I'm just going to focus on what I can do today and like knowing my larger goals, but then like, yeah, what, what is today going to bring that will help me get to those larger goals. But like, yeah, what's, what's today. And that's it. That's all I'm going to think about. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Otherwise, oh my goodness, it can get really overwhelming very quickly. Yes, for sure. It's, it's treacherous out there sometimes. Yeah. It is. It's funny. I total side story, but I was like, I, I get my best ideas, my best thinking in the shower. Like that's my, mm-hmm. my place. And so I'm, I'm like listing all these things up. I'm like, Oh, this, 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 and da, 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 da. next thing you know, like I'm starting to like, almost like panic. Like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so much. Like, what am I going to do? Literally grab a towel out of the shower and just grab my pen and paper. And just, I just start writing immediately before I started to like freak myself out. Yeah. <laughs> That is the direction I was about to head. <laughs> I let myself like, no, 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 just, just write it out. Keep focused. Don't go, don't go crazy. <laughs> yeah. You just hang a whiteboard outside the shower. Oh so you can gosh. just reach out and write when you've got your ideas. Seriously. No, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh my, no. <laughs> oh, seriously. I love that idea. I love that idea. <laughs> I'm totally stealing it. Totally I thought I could help. <laughs> That's so funny. No, like, honestly, I just, it popped in my head. I'm like, it'd be better if she just didn't have to get out. <laughs> yeah. Like literally just happening. Cause they, they have like, um, the ones that have suction cups and mm-hmm. it's a whiteboard. So it's not like it's chalk or anything. Yeah. And they have like a little mark. Oh my, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just watch, wait for my stories because I am going to post my okay. stories, the whiteboard in my shower. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I actually, I, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Cause honestly, oh I am so doing this. This is awesome. <laughs> I am so excited. Cause that's exactly what I need. That is exactly what I need I'm just <laughs> having to wait until I get out. Oh my gosh. Like oh, my there you go. Then you can release <laughs> it and enjoy the rest of your shower. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so fun. And yes, thank you so much. I'm so glad you reached out to me. This has been great. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I will put your links to all your things in the show notes so people can get to you. And you've got a link tree in your on your Instagram bio so people can get to all the things from there. Yep. So I will link to your Instagram. And otherwise, yeah, I'm looking forward to your new projects and seeing your whiteboard in the shower. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, that's funny. People are like, why is there a whiteboard in the shower? Like, oh, just wait till the episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, you'll learn, you'll know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and until then, we will be the only ones who know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, thanks again. And let's chat soon. Oh, absolutely. Thank you.